Welcome to Holding Down the Fort, an award-winning podcast show dedicated to curating knowledge, resources, and relevant stories for today's military spouses so they can continue to make confident and informed decisions for themselves and their families. Because let's face it, we know who's really holding down the fort. I'm Jen Amos, a Gold Star daughter, veteran spouse, and your host for Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Vet Wealth. Let's get started. And welcome back to another episode of the award-winning show, Holding Down the Fort. I am your co-host, Gold Star Daughter and veteran spouse, Jen Amos. And today I also have with me my co-host, who is a military spouse, or I'm going to say career military spouse, because you've been in for some time, mental health advocate, <laughs> mom of two, and avid Mardi Gras. How did you describe yourself? <laughs> celebrator today. <laughs> yeah, avid Mardi Gras celebrator today. Jenny Lynn Stroop. Jenny Lynn, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, you all are like missing out right now because her hair looks amazing. She has like feathers and like her lashes are on and she's just like into the theme today. I have on a king cake shirt too that you can't really see, but it says, oh, happy day. And oh. that's a king cake. It's <laughs> delightful. I love it. I love it. Well, today, Jenny Lynn, we have someone really exciting that we are chatting with today. So let me go ahead and bring her on. We have Luis Valentine, who is a wellness expert, competitive athlete, and fierce military spouse. She's also the author of the best-selling book called The Art of Breaking Through, Five Simple Steps to Take on Any Challenge and Tackle Self-Doubt. Luis, welcome to the show. Hi. So nice to be here today. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Our listeners don't know this, but like we don't get to see you on video and it makes me sad, but I think we'll still have a pretty good conversation today. <laughs> yeah, I said I'll be smiling the whole way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Luis, I thought I'd start opening up by just asking, how has 2021 been treating you so far? You know, honestly, I'm like operating from a huge place of gratitude. Hmm. My dad got COVID really bad. Um, towards the end of 2020 and spent, you know, almost a, a month in the ICU. Mm, so wow. I had thought that like life had brought me challenges previously, but almost losing him was by mm. far the hardest experience of my life. So the fact that he is still here with us, very long road to recovery ahead. But yeah. I mean, something like that, these the big milestone events in our lives just put everything else into perspective. So I cannot complain is <laughs> yeah, really yeah. my theme. Yeah, absolutely. I love that attitude. And I love that you opened up with that. And, you know, I just want to wish the best for your dad and your family, because, you know, despite how people feel about COVID and, you know, some controversy of like, oh, are the numbers exaggerated or not? Like COVID is still very much a real thing and we need to take it seriously. And people have been deeply impacted by it. And it's caused this ripple effect to the loved ones who have got COVID. So it means a lot that you open up sharing kind of that vulnerable story and what you were going through and what you're currently going through to take care of your dad. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's been a true exercise in just finding joy in the day to day and what I thought was challenging in 2020 just is more of a gift, you know, just having people that I love around me. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. And, you know, something that's been on my mind since Valentine's Day <laughs> at the time of this recording is funny because your last name is Valentine yeah. is I have a friend to who was deeply impacted by COVID. And I think this is a conversation for another time, but basically she had to go to the hospital and she's been out for like weeks. And it's just been I, I've just been talking with her husband because 
I think COVID has like heightened her anxiety and insomnia where it's been really difficult for her to sleep at night. And so right now she's at a place where she's like completely turned off her phone and like, she's just like resting with everything that she's going through. I mean, I know that COVID affects everyone differently if you do have it, but for her, she started to have brain fog and the people at the ER mentioned something like one of the common symptoms of COVID is like, when you say you have brain fog, what's really happening is you're having like inflammation, like in your brain. And so it heightens whatever issues you already have. And so that's really been a lot on my mind lately. And I think it really humbles me. And so focusing on gratitude is very important to me as well. Another thing I've been doing since Valentine's Day, since I found out, since I've been talking to her husband is I've just been checking in with people, to be quite honest. You know, I'm just like, I'm going through, yeah, I'm going through my text messages and I'm like, oh, I haven't texted this person in like months. And I'll just like, lately I've just been like randomly calling people and I was like, oh my God, you picked up. Like, I know that's like not a thing nowadays, but like you totally picked up and you know, we would catch up. And I think that's just like, so needed right now is like connection and gratitude in these like really difficult times. Yeah. And then the space too, to just accept that life is a little different right now. It's challenging. And I wrote a blog post, like the crazy in me honors the crazy in you. Like we have these (laughs) moments where they're just, we just have to embrace each other for experiencing this in our own way. The struggles are different, but we're all facing more challenges and obstacles than we've ever have in our entire lives. So just giving people the space to, if they need that time to shut down, or if they need even like immature reactions from people at work, you know, it might just be because they're stressed out trying to juggle you know, virtual work and school and, you know, just, it's okay. Crazy in me today honors the crazy in you. (laughs) Okay. So speaking of crazy, I definitely had a crazy moment this morning. So we have a screen door at home. I mean, we have like, we not a screen door. We have sliding doors, you know, for our balcony and stuff. And my husband, like, you know, he's from Ohio. So he loves like fresh air and like nature. And so he's always, he always has like the door open, like the sliding door open. Cause like our dog will paw at the door and he wants to go and sit on the balcony and stuff. But for me, I don't like that because that means bugs can come in. And so this morning, (laughs) this morning, I was like in the middle of something and I noticed that there was a fly in the house, like a big fly. Okay. And it's like the start of like spring is around the corner already. So I'm already like anticipating my anxiety with all the bugs coming into our house. But anyway, like the one way you can control bugs not coming in your house is to have the sliding door closed, but he just leaves it open. So I had this whole situation, like literally this morning where I was all like, do you understand why I want that sliding door closed? Is it a lot to ask? Like, this is not the first time this has happened. Okay. So I'm going to keep bringing it up and I don't mean to lecture you, but like, that's where I'm at right now. So anyway, I'm planning on apologizing later is what I'm also trying to say. <laughs> Cause like I had, I had a crazy moment. I mean, it's, I still defend my moment though. I'm not calling myself crazy, but it it definitely, you could call it a crazy like situation. Cause it's like a small thing that like really shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it is to me because I don't like flies in the house. But anyway, that's just my dirty laundry coming out for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, having lived in California, you don't have bugs as much. It's really fascinating. And coming from Ohio, we had our bugs. So I I can relate with both sides to that story. Yeah. Like he doesn't care. He's all like, he's like, well, I've been to Iraq. I've been to like Brazil. Like they have big bugs. And I was like, well, I haven't been there. So like, I'm not going to (laughs) try to understand why it's good to coexist with bugs. Like I just don't like it, especially when they're really big, but you're right. California, we're very, very, very spoiled there. Like the ants are so minute, like so tiny, but like here they're like huge. And it just, anyway, so gratitude, gratitude and connection is what we're trying to say. Daniel, I just want to check in with you. Any thoughts? <laughs> 
mean, you can get Scott a screen. Happy Valentine's Day. You know, they have magnetic screens that you put up like outside the door. <laughs> That's so really, really handy. It keeps the bugs out. Having grown up in that area of Virginia, I know about the bugs and now living yeah. in California, I know about the lack of bugs and a screen is imperative <laughs> in Virginia. It's yeah, sure. I believe you that I really appreciate that advice. We're supposed to have the contractors take the screen. Like we have a screen door in the garage and they were supposed to fix it, but anyway, they didn't fix it. And I was like, anyway, yeah, so we're, we are dealing with it. I think I actually saw him like try to install it earlier. Like I, I heard him like banging around. So I think he felt really guilty about it. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes and, and how that turns out when I go downstairs later. Anyway, let's go ahead and shift gears. Let's, uh, let's move on and stop talking about bugs here for a second. <laughs> But Luis, I think that your story, first of all, I was reading your bio and everything about you. And I think your story is very fascinating because you have so many examples in your life where you never gave up on your career, despite being a military spouse, despite, you know, having a newborn and a three-year-old and, you know, having to move around and pivot. Like there's something about your story that I think a lot of our spouses that listen to the show can really relate to. But I think I want to start, like you describe yourself as a fierce military spouse. Why is that word fierce, first of all, so important for you to add at the beginning of fierce military spouse? And you add that in your professional bio and everything. Yeah, it's because, well, first of all, I think all military spouses are fierce. So I just want us all to be able to say it mm. out loud and own it because yeah. our journeys all look different, but the obstacles of the lifestyle I, I never would have expected it. Mm -hmm. You know, I started off in my, you know, life. And I, I say I sprinted out of the gates of undergrad and I built my dream company before I even graduated with my bachelor's. Wow. So I had this cool career with working with NFL players and contracting with healthcare systems and then decided to be a military spouse. Mm -hmm. So here I was like what I would describe as one of my dream careers. And I was also like, yes, I'm going to marry the man of my life who happens to be a combat aviator. So with the reality of marrying a combat aviator at the time, you know, 11 years ago was deployment every other year mm -hmm. when they are home, they're away training for deployment. So it was a lot to take in, you know, obstacles like losing friends in combat and a total shift on life that it was just very eye-opening. I went into the heart of military spousehood and I did juggle the career for a while. For about two years, I would drive back and forth between Fort Drum, New York, border of Canada and Cleveland, Ohio. You know, he would deploy and I would come home and back to my business. And I didn't have kids at the time, so it was manageable. But eventually, you know, a couple of years into that, I moved up to New York and I was with him 100% as a military spouse. And from then on, it has been relocations and holding on to this career. So the word fierce to me describes my journey, especially wanting a career mm -hmm. and never giving up on it. And I say that, you know, I've been re-engineering my career, each new duty station, and I will go out kicking and screaming. Like I want my gravestone to read, you can't say she didn't try because every single duty station, I have been able to work and it has been such a journey. Like, so these places are stationed for eight months. It's like, I had to get the job before I even got there. And you know, it's just crazy. So yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And just the challenges of being a military spouse and the fierceness of it and the resiliency and just overall admiration of, you know, continuing to fight for your career despite despite moving around. And I don't really ask this enough, actually, because I I hear about this more from military spouses than I do from the service member. But I'm curious to know, like, how does your husband feel about knowing that his career is like the prime reason why you have to constantly adapt and pivot and everything? Well, I think, first of all, we're very grateful that I have found employment at each Mm -hmm. duty station. Working in healthcare, I've worked across the spectrum, like direct patient care, to in-day spas, to research, to now in healthcare leadership. But so we're always grateful when I do have an opportunity to impact the world outside of our home because he knows it means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm grateful for every position I've held, no matter how it's looked or how it's paid, (laughs) which is also a reality of being a military spouse sometimes early on in my career. But he honestly has made a lot of sacrifices in his career now. Mm-hmm. Years later, we ebb and flow. And I've you know had my opportunity to earn my master's. And he gives me a lot of space now in my current healthcare leadership position. So he's made, he transitioned out of combat aviation into the acquisition corps. So he doesn't deploy as much. And he misses flying. We joke that he flies a desk now, but, (laughs) you know, I would say he has made a lot of sacrifices as well because I know how much aviation means to him. Yeah, I think that speaks a lot. Jenny Lynn, I thought I'd ask you as well. Like, I know like Matthew's a big advocate of our show and is trying to market for us, but I, I never really asked like from you also directly, like how does Matthew feel about like just knowing that his career is sort of the direct results of you having to pivot? I mean, obviously you love what you do today, but like, how does yeah. he feel? How has he felt about that? I mean, I would have said probably earlier on in our marriage, this was a hot topic as in do not touch. Like this is not something we're going to like, not on here, but like between the two of us, he and I, because I was a teacher and you have to license in every state to teach. And Mm -hmm. that wasn't necessarily something doable in the life stages we were in when we moved. And so I did give up my career early on in his career in our marriage and having two kids back to back. And there were several years that I didn't work and they were really hard for me. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of went with, well, this is what we do because we're a military family. Like I have zero control over where the Navy's going to send us. And so I'll just do whatever's in front of me. And for a while that was being a stay at home mom, which wasn't necessarily the most fulfilling for me. And so I ended up being involved in a lot of volunteer opportunities and things like that, that gave me, I think the leadership role I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, And as our kids have gotten older and we've, you know, stayed in places longer, I've definitely had more flexibility in doing something. And, you know, Matthew's my biggest cheerleader. I mean, I will say that about, he is my biggest cheerleader in all that I do, whether it be writing or podcasting or, you know, mental health advocacy, he is 100% behind it. And also it's still sometimes a heart. I mean, we're, we're staring down a PCS here in a couple months. And it's one of those, like, I really love my job and I, we're not sure how, flexible that's going to be in moving cross country. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he's my biggest cheerleader and also the military does impact what I do to some extent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I think we're in, I don't know, just what I see, you know, happening in terms of military spouse employment, I think we're getting over the hill. I see a lot of opportunities, a lot of really amazing organizations, um, a lot of resources to help become entrepreneurs. But, you know, having been an entrepreneur, it's still, these relocations aren't going anywhere. And, you know, running your own business is hard and just depends on, you know, the licensure thing. I can totally relate to that. Like going from this being at the cutting edge of the industry of sports medical massage therapy, I moved up to New York and the license didn't transfer. Mm. And they were like, go back to basic massage school. And I'm like, I'm finishing my bachelor's in sports science <laughs> kind mm. of thing. So, you know, by the time you move, it doesn't, you can't get licensed there. So it is this, it's just licensure is a really big struggle. And I, that's not going anywhere, unfortunately. But I think the resources are really building up right now, which I'm really excited to see because I, I hope that, you know, Jenny Lynn and I's journey won't, it won't look like that for military spouses down the road. Not quite as bad. Like we don't have to look at each other in the eye and say, why are you working again? Like this makes no sense. We're, you know, we're moving or Mm -hmm. I I just had a lot of people tell me to give up Mm -hmm. and that's why I say fierce because I'm going to go out (laughs) kicking and screaming and it sounds like Jenny Lynn is too. We're going to do something, right? We're going to impact this world, paid or unpaid. (laughs) It's true. I've learned the art of flexibility and resilience and figuring out that what I really love to do is something I would have never come across if I weren't a military spouse. And that makes me exceptionally grateful for the opportunities I have today because the stuff I do now, like even being on this podcast is not even something I could have dreamt that that's what I was going to do with my business degree and then my elementary education degree. (laughs) 10 years ago. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey everyone, Jen Amos here, just taking a quick break to let you know that this episode of Holding Down the Fort is brought to you by U.S. Vet Wealth. U.S. Vet Wealth is the company that I am very proud to be a part of, alongside with my husband, who is a West Point grad and Army vet, Scott R. Tucker. So here at U.S. Vet Wealth, we provide bold financial education and flexible financial solutions for our career military families. You can get an idea of what I mean by that by downloading the first three chapters of my husband's book, Veteran Wealth Secrets, for free at our website, veteranwealthsecrets.com. In his book, he brings to the forefront of his discussion what the military and most veteran financial advisors usually gloss over as they focus on military retirement plans. The moment that you leave the military is the biggest opportunity of your life, and you're going to need money for it. Even though this book is titled Veterans Wealth Secrets, the book actually offers universal lessons and wisdom that military spouses can relate to and who knows, maybe even nudge their service members to read. And it actually gives entrepreneurs a more flexible and profitable way to invest their revenue. A couple of testimonials that we have received for Scott's book. This is by Air Force Colonel Tom. So Tom, thank you for this testimonial. He says, Scott pulls the curtains back on things that we, active duty members, just accept as truth. And he questions the status quo with insightful and thought-provoking ideas. This book is the evolution of Rich Dad, Poor Dad that our generation and culture needs. You may have a different outlook on success and not agree with everything, 
but you should read this book. You'll regret it if you don't. Thank you, Tom, so much for that testimonial. Once again, if this description intrigues you, you can actually download the first three chapters for free by visiting VeteranWealthSecrets.com. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get back to the show. That'd be funny. Like you go to like career day, like for your kids and you say like, oh, I'm a podcaster. Like, oh, what does it take to be a podcaster? Oh, well, you know, you got to go to school and you got to get a yeah. master's degree. Actually, no, you actually didn't need all that, but that's the journey I took to end up here today. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah. I, I would have never kind of- thought I'd be an author and book came out of me, you know, it's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Well, well, speaking of that, Louise, I did want to go into that next. So that was a good segue to our next topic here. As I mentioned at the beginning, you are the author of the best-selling book, The Art of Breaking Through, Five Simple Steps to Take on Any Challenge and Tackle Self-Doubt. As I was reading through your bio, I felt like the word breaking through was like such a common theme and it was like just constantly like mentioned. So let me start with just the phrase breaking through. What does breaking through mean for you? For me, it means coming out on the other side of an obstacle. Mm. And it's, Hmm. you know, there's dark moments along the way, but Mm. you make it to the light. And maybe that light is a lesson learned. Maybe that light is actually achieving a goal that you set. Maybe it's just more of an acceptance around a really I guess for lack of words, traumatic obstacle that you went through, you know, seeing that life lesson that you can take and apply and be a better person because of, and obstacles. I think it's just, we get through that ugliness, that darkness, that initial pain, we get through the struggle along the way. And then we're there at that light Mm -hmm. and life's just a little bit better. We're a little bit stronger because of the obstacle. Wow. That's a great description. <laughs> I really like that. Thank you. <laughs> like, like, I don't know where that came from. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure it was like very, at least the title itself, The Art of Breaking Through. I, I can imagine it was very uh, well thought out. As I mentioned, as I was reading through your bio, I think it's just, you know, you were kind of like the epitome of the art of breaking through obstacles. And so actually, let me ask this question first. Who do you feel like would benefit most from your book? Yeah. I mean, military spouses, we we're just, it's obstacle after obstacle, whether it's our career, whether it's losing friends in combat, Mm. whether it's trying to juggle a relocation in the heart of the pandemic, being a mom without a husband present. And these are all things I share in the book, Mm -hmm. but the biggest thing is it's not about my struggles. It's about the struggles of the reader and giving them a simple and realistic way to break through their own challenges. Mm -hmm. So finding that individualized way that works best for them. But at the same time, I can share some of those struggles of what realistic life examples, if you will. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can understand and see how you could use these five steps in the process. Yeah. Well, let's go through some of those five steps. I mean, whether you want to explain them or not, I, I mean, I think we have like time for it, but yeah, let's share some of the takeaways that our listeners can look forward to reading more in depth to when they choose to get your book. What's the first simple step that you want to share with us today? To find your challenge and why you want to see it through. And I know that sounds very simple, but you know, the reason why can change so much. When I was in my master's program, my husband was away for four months and I was in this thesis writing, you know, capstone course. And I had a brand new baby and my husband and three-year-old. And so it was like, I thought the reason why I wanted to earn a degree was because 
I was doing it for my kids. I heard that's what other moms were saying who were earning degrees, but it wasn't until I realized the reason why I wanted to break through that challenge was because I wanted to impact the world outside of my family that I got that energetic spark to drive mm-hmm. on. So it doesn't matter what the why is. It just matters that it's non-negotiable reason why you will see mm-hmm. this challenge through means something to you. Yeah. I really, I really like that. That reminds me of the way that I interpret that for myself is I'm the kind of person who doesn't necessarily set goals, but intentions, you know, saying it's my intention to like, you know, foster community and connection through conversations and storytelling. I don't know how that ends up playing out, but it has, for example, manifested in something like podcasting. But the thing is, podcasting might go away one day. I mean, I feel like anytime soon, but you never know. But either way, it's like that intention is still, I'm still going to find a way to do that one way or the other. And so I think just kind of like overall what you're saying and what I, what I resonate with is just knowing what your why is and like, you know, why you do what you do. And I think like the how to's will sort of figure itself out. Absolutely. It's the mindset first. Mm -hmm. Right. So we optimize performance when we can master confidence in the face of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And so the framework of this book, it's not going to tell you how to accomplish your goal. It's not going to tell you how to break through your challenge, but it's going to give you that quick process that you can go to in your head that makes you unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Mm, powerful. Jenny Lynn, any thoughts? <laughs> Lots of thoughts. One, I just, I appreciate the fact that you realized early on that you were not doing it for your kids and that you had an intention that was beyond the four walls of your house. As a mom myself, I often have struggled with what do I want to leave both my kids and the world? And I often feel like there's a have to box of this is what you have to do inside your house. Mm -hmm. And really what I have learned in defining my own intentions and goals and things is that it really is much more outside my house and the bigger community. And I didn't come to that easily. I didn't come to that quickly. I mean, it's been... Gosh, we still lived in Connecticut. So at least five years ago, you know, I started doing this thing and it had you define like what inside you, like what really resonated with you. And the two words that kept coming up for me were community and belonging. Mm -hmm. And I do want that inside my home, but I also really want that outside my home, especially within the military community. And then also, you know, closing the gap between civilians and military members and community. And so I just really appreciate that you're like, Hey, define that goal. And it doesn't have to look like everybody else's and the impact you can dream big enough to want it to be outside your four walls. I think that's really important for military spouses to hear because we are very often the sidekick, um, (laughs) you know, the supporting role, helping, supporting, doing stuff within our own community, but to, to get out there and be out outside the community, I think is It's great. And I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. And I think, you know, this being the sidekick, it can look different. It doesn't have to look the same as the military family down the road. And Mm -hmm. it can look different at different stages of your life too. Like if, I mean, I could have been a, just remained a massage therapist and just tried to stay in that industry. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I just redesigned, I re-engineered at every new duty station and 
I think we all can re-engineer as long as it's, it means something to you. It gives you that drive to wake up every morning and you feel like you're fulfilling your unique purpose in this world. Own it. Like absolutely bring joy to yourself and your family and then the world around you. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I love that. Holding down the forts for our family and for all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing a shameless plug for our show. Awesome. Well, Louise, let us know what's the next step you'd like to share with us. Well, I think one that every military spouse should have is creating an I'm a badass list. And this is writing down the obstacles that you have already seen through. Because all of these amazing challenges that we've previously faced, it's this beautiful reminder of a moment when we've walked through fire and we didn't give in. So we when we really stop to think about it, we have so many awesome life moments, but honestly, the pressures of military lifestyle, the fast pace of relocating, the demands on our husbands, the time apart, we can get so lost and forget all of these amazing things. Like let's let's be honest, we're separated half the time for holidays and celebrations. So we're not even celebrating the things we're supposed to celebrate, let alone ourselves. So, it's a tool in the book used to help work through the five steps, but you know, this, just having this list alone is so important. I just want to encourage every military spouse to own their badassness because we're so, we're such incredible people. (laughs) I really love that advice so much. Like just like I have a, a Trello board where I have like all my tasks and once I have them done, I have like this complete pile And I used to think like, oh, I should just, you know, delete it and stuff like that. But I like having it there. And it's like extremely long because it's a good reminder. Like I'll just scroll and it doesn't stop scrolling. And it it reminds me like, oh, I accomplished something in my life. You know, so I I love that you encourage a, a badass list to remind yourself, like, what have you completed? Like, what have you accomplished? And it's like having that in mind, you know, especially when you're going through another transition or another time of struggle. Yeah, definitely. And the other steps of the book, you know, are just identifying these go-to phrases. So you take that, I am a badass list, and you think about the things that you've said to yourself during moments of pain or discouragement when overcoming those obstacles. Mm -hmm. And so you already, you identify that inner dialogue that has worked for you in the past, and you take it and you apply it to this current obstacle. And over time, like these five steps, you can action it within minutes of time. Mm. But you have these phrases from your inner dialogue that's already pushed you through. Mm-hmm. And it can be super simple. It can be, I can do anything. It can be, I love, I got this, especially being a competitive athlete. I use this framework in my training and my races as well. So you know, it's physical pain. I need something very simple. It's, I got this. Mm-hmm. But there's so many life moments where I've already used, I got this. And it's like, whoa, that is such a, my posture is going to change. I'm immediately going to just be a relentless powerhouse. It's, you know, over time, like you just draw on those inner strengths and, you know, mental approach in performance and athletic performance and just life is essential. It's a game changer. Mm, That's so powerful. Um, Danielle, any thoughts? I really wondered if she's actually a massage therapist or more a clinical therapist. All of those were very, very healthy mental health tips. I mean, as you were talking, I thought about my own mental health journey and how many times 
that practice has been encouraged of just, yeah, right now it might feel hard, but look at all that you've come through. And that is not a practice that comes easily to me, which is why it's been suggested over and over and over because I get stuck in the moment of hard and go, oh my God, this is never going to end. And I'm grateful for the reminders of, but it did, like you've done this already. And so I actually have a notebook that sits at my desk. That's my successes notebook. And I write down things that have been successful for that very reason to remember that I can do hard things and not even just hard things, but I can do things I never thought I would do. And, and the result was good. Yeah. And you know what you said, it's accepting, like you recognize that changes life, right? Life is, life is beautiful, but part of that beauty is darkness too. Like mm -hmm. obstacles come with darkness, but we've made it to the light so many times. And yeah, it's just, it's amazing how resilient we can all be when we really just stop and realize. Yeah. I'm curious to know, Louise, in addition to the inner dialogue of you saying, I got this, what else do you tell yourself? I think that would be helpful to share with our listeners. Yeah. So um, let's see. One of the big ones is just take one more step in the right direction mm. because I'd say looking back on my career, if there was anything that I continuously did to keep succeeding, it was just keep taking small steps. Like regardless of the obstacle, it was one more small step in the right direction. So I've used that. I've applied that one in my high risk pregnancy. You know, I had a sticky note and it just reminded me like drink, you know, one small step. What do I need to do? I need to eat right today, drink some water, move a little bit. <laughs> so that was the one small step there. But, you know, I can apply that to a career journey as well. And one I think that might really resonate with uh, the military spouse and military community is um, when we lost one of our friends in combat at his at um, his funeral, the pastor said, live your life to the fullest because Terry no longer can. Terry was his name. And I honestly use that as a go-to phrase probably multiple times per week because, you know, losing friends so young and that were just incredible human beings for this world. Like you better bet I'm going to be an incredible, incredible human being for this world because he would have been. And yeah. so if I'm not standing up in his honor, that's how I cope with that loss. Mm -hmm. And so that's, this a huge go-to phrase of mine is just living my life to the fullest because those who have gone before us in combat no longer can. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, you know, that reminds me of why I do what I do for a living. The way that I honor my dad, I was only 10 when I had lost him and he was an active duty. Like one thing that he gifted to me was just the ability to give someone undivided attention and emotional support. And I like to believe for myself that if I can do that for other people and people feel that and appreciate that, it's like, like I've done my job, you know, like I've been able to carry on like my dad's legacy. And that's how I continue to, I guess you can say mourn him in a sense is like, like being that good or that beacon of light for people. I'm not always good at it. 
Like don't ask Scott what he thinks of me sometimes, but, <laughs> but I do my best anyway. <laughs> but I like do. that. That's what that reminded me of. <laughs> yeah. That's all we can do is our best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. Well, you know, I think that, uh, this could be a good teaser for our listeners to figure out what the rest of the steps are by, you know, checking out your book, Louise, but I do want to make sure I've covered all my bases here. Is there anything else you do want people to know about your book? Yeah. You know, I think that your show is all about sharing knowledge and resources with military spouses. And in finding those resources, it's encouraging us to find what works for us. So I just want to really encourage military spouses to find what works for them, to own it. And you can be your own fierce military spouse, unstoppable, you know, just find what works for you. And if it looks different, that's okay. So with the book, I do have a free worksheet online. So that will give you a preview of the five steps at teamvalentineproject.com slash products. There aren't any products on the, on the page. It's just the, the book and the free worksheet. So you can enjoy that as a preview. The book's on Amazon. And I think, you know, the biggest thing with that is it's a simple and it's a realistic way to take on challenges. So if you're looking for that, if you want to optimize time and energy with a really short, concise book, that's who it's for, right? You can kind of read it on lunch and I use this background in health communication and, you know, uh, nutrition, wellness, public health, and make it realistic, simple, and actionable. So that's my goal with that. Very cool. I appreciate you encouraging our spouses and families to find what works for them. That's really what the heart of the show is about is like, yes, you have like government options. I think, I mean, it's kind of debatable sometimes, but like you do have like certain options that you are aware of, but there are also other, like one thing I was talking about with my husband the other day on his like new talk show that I guess we're doing every Mondays now. So that's going to be great. (laughs) Uh, I got to wear makeup every day now. So that's fun. No, I'm just, I'm okay with it. But, uh, (laughs) okay. So we were sharing this analogy of like all your life, you may have been aware of like a powdered shake. Like, you know, you think about like, if you want to make a green shake, there's like a powdered version, but did you know that you could also grow your own vegetables and create, like actually use real vegetables to make your smoothie. And it's not that the powder drink is bad. It's just that there could be better options. It's just not always talked about, or it's not always like, you know, put front and center or people are um, inundated with, you know, too much information to really see it. And so I think that when the mind is ready, when you're ready to be open to new resources and new, you know, knowledge and education, a show like this is an outlet or an option for them to be open to what's available. And so I appreciate you just saying like, you know, you got to find what works for you and, you know, hopefully it's this book or this worksheet, but you know, if not, that's okay too, but just know that it's there and that you do have options and you can really truly find what works for you in this crazy life of the military. Absolutely. And I'd say number one thing, take away, don't forget that we all hold an amazing superpower And that's the ability to rewrite our story at any point in time, no matter how ugly it is. I just want you to know that you can tap into your inner greatness anytime you need it. So maybe it's not my five steps, my five simple, you know, and realistic steps, but have that way to tap into your inner greatness and just keep rewriting that story and recognize that superpower. 
Lovely. I was going to say that was spoken like a true writer. <laughs> that is something that I use often in my writing life is the, you can always rewrite the story. And it, for me, that really has been helpful in my military spouse life to look at some of the challenges and traumas that we've been through as a military family and go, this happened and doesn't have to be our defining factor. We can move forward and we can rewrite how we want the rest to go. Mm-hmm. Ah, Louise, let us know, how can people find you online? So I have a website, it's teamvalentineproject.com. And you can find the book there as well as that free worksheet, our new book tab. The mm-hmm. website itself shares simple and realistic wellness blog articles. So again, all with that theme of finding what works for you. But throughout my years of experience working across many domains of healthcare, here's what I've learned, some tips, mm-hmm. tricks, and tools. And so I, you know, I do talks about physical activity, my life as a competitive athlete, even now in like healthcare leadership and all the way back to those NFL, you know, training days and working with pro athletes. So it's a nice little space where I can share simple and realistic ways to make wellness work. And then I have at Team Valentine Project Instagram and Facebook and also on LinkedIn as a professional can connect with me there. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't even talk about you being an athlete (laughs) and everything, but again, you know, that's why our listeners are going to look you up to learn more about you. So there you go. (laughs) Yes. And that's a way that you can get your husband to read the art of breaking through as I do speak to, you know, this, you know, working with NFL players and I speak to um, a background in helping, having this competitive edge as well, optimizing performance, which I know resonates with most service members. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be into it for sure. I'm going to like share this with him afterward. Luis. Wow. It's been great having you. Thank you again so much for joining us here on holding down the fort. Oh, thank you. It was so wonderful to be here. And I'm so excited to keep listening to your show and hearing all of the amazing spouses and those who are advocating for the community. There's just so many resources. So I have no doubt I will find what works for me on your show. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Glad to hear it. Yeah. I'm super grateful for all of the incredible people who come to our show and even Jenny Lynn and all the people you've brought on so far. So it's just been this beautiful collective effort to provide these resources and connections and people to our community. And I think ultimately to remind us all that we're not alone and it's okay to ask for help and everything. So thanks again, Louise, for being a part of that. Thank you. All right. And to our listeners, we hope that today's episode gave you one more piece of knowledge, resource, or relevant story so you can continue to make confident and informed decisions for you and your family. We look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Mm-hmm.